Morning Trade Live continues, and it's our pleasure to welcome in Kirsten Wagner, Chief Executive Officer, Modern Markets Initiative, joining us right now. So it's no doubt we've seen the statistics, all the new traders that have jumped on board, young and old, uh, for the retail investor trading. Um, the pandemic, obviously, I guess in part, no job, I don't know. What's driving so many new accounts and retail investors' interest? Well, I think we've all been looking at this question because it's been exciting to see this uptick of retail investor volume from a typical baseline of maybe 10% rising over the past year to some daily highs of 20 to 25% of the daily trading volume. I think there are a couple of factors driving this. I think you know there is low-cost trading. The barrier to entry to trading has never been lower. It's an extremely efficient time to be trading, um, as well as maybe a little more time on their hands. Some have speculated there's no sports wagering or games happening in the past year, so that's led to some gamification. But what's really interesting is that the pandemic has changed um, how people view um, their financial kind of position in life. 80% of Americans have said that the COVID pandemic has changed how they view what's financially important. And two-thirds of Americans have said they want to save more. So tell me more about market automation, the overall trend of cost of trading over the past decades. I mean, obviously now you make a point that doesn't cost as much to trade now. Tell me a little bit more about that. So this study is among the first of its kind because we've read about the lower cost of trading and obviously, um, you know, what used to be maybe a $6 commission has gone to near zero. I think what's really driven down the cost of trading is a confluence of you have automated trading technology, um, you've got the high-speed trade execution, you have the exchanges um, becoming electronic without the floor-based intermediaries, and then you have regulatory reform also driving the minimum tick size. But overall, what our study found is that over the past three decades, the cost of trading has gone down by 50 basis points, um, which is just a huge number. At the end of the day, that means that um, investors can retire two and a half years earlier over a lifetime of savings to get the same goal, which was just such a huge number that we didn't expect beginning the study. Hmm. You know, we talk about savings for the long term and we have pension plans and 529 plans and institutional investors. Can you spread it out to that a little bit and give me what you're finding at this point? Absolutely. So I think about half of Americans are invested in 529 plans for their own college savings and for their children's college savings or grandchildren's college savings. So what we found out, we studied several of the 529 plans. And like specifically, let's look at California or Virginia as two kind of randomly select states. For California, each year as a result of this automated trading technology, there's $76 million in savings for the California 529 plan just as a result of the lower bid-ask spread. That equals um, the tuition of about 6,100 students a year in California. If you break it down to Virginia, it's actually over $500 million a year in bid-ask spread saved, which equals about $44,000, 44,000 students a year of tuition. So the numbers are quite um, substantial. And why the disparity from state to state? I mean. Is it how well, this important is really it is or? Depending on the assets under management, Virginia has one of the largest 529 plans. And if you break it down to pension funds as well, even some of the modest mid-sized pension funds are saving almost $300 million a year in those transaction costs of the bid-off spreads. Um, and if you look at just um, 
how many teacher hours are saved by example, that equals $22 million, 22 million teacher hours a year saved by that pension fund. So when we're looking at a time where the questions of, you know, whether pension funds are funded, this cost savings from the trade automation is kind of this unexpected source of um, efficiency for the pension funds, and it lowers the burden of the states in having to fund those pension funds for that equal amount. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What do you tell people when they start, when they, you know, obviously we're looking at trading, we're seeing a lot of folks and, you know, GameStop is up 17% today. And we look at these meme stocks and, you know, AMC and Cost and BlackBerry, all of these, you know, frenzy stocks, Reddit trades, whatever you want to call them. Um, they've certainly, I think, brought trading to mainstream, right? I think people who didn't necessarily have an interest in stocks. They think they got an interest, but they have to be warned at the same time, right? What have you been hearing and telling people about this? Absolutely. I mean, you're asking really the million dollar question. I'm here in Washington and there is a question of like, what is democratization of the markets and what is gamification, right? And, and to what extent are we in this new climate where social media has such a profound maybe influence, right? Where you can have a meme stock or a Twitter feed um, fueling the value of a stock. And I think this is something that regulators are looking at in Washington. FINRA has indicated they will be putting out a request for comments of a soon to be released uh, document on kind of social media and investing. And the regulators have all issued statements as well, right? And it's really this question of what are you doing to encourage you know, financial literacy um, and what um, you know, what, what should the burden be, if any, um, on like looking at suitability? There's so many factors that are being looked at in Washington, because obviously, you know, this is a question that is being much discussed. And it's rare to see right. capital markets issues take center stage in Washington to this level. Right. And that's the point that I'm making, right? When you start to see these things on the cover of regular newspapers and magazines and not just, you know, Financial Times and Journal and Barron's and all that, it really has expanded because people are interested. I think to your point now, the low cost of trading too, right? Gone are the fees. Talk about how the fees absolutely used to really hit folks. And now they can make so many trades in one day without the fees. Absolutely. So we dug really deep and kind of into the archives of kind of the bid-ask spread, looking back at the 90s, right, and really looked at the details, like how much was a trade back in the 90s, right? And it was, I think there was a $6 minimum to trade a $100 increment of stocks. So that's a big chunk of money just going into trading if you're an average investor. Right now, the cost of trading is near zero at this point. So there isn't that immediate sunk cost of trading. And that does add up over time to the question of, like separately, you know, we have the cost savings from that, but also is this encouraging more trading? And I think the answer is yes. We see this new generation of investors who are excited to trade, um, who seem to have more time and maybe some extra money on their hands, sort of like living with their family members and not paying rent to trade. And these are questions, you know, I think we're going to see much discussed in the coming months. Yeah. Great to chat with you, Kirsten. Thank you so much. Kirsten Wegner, Chief Executive Officer, Modern Markets Initiative. Thanks.